Hey everybody, it's the MPG Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Josh Moser. This week I got Tossie Griner from Tossie Buys Houses. What's up, good, man? Good day, everybody. Nice to be here. <laughs> How's it going? Josh, well, once I found a place, it's better. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit tucked in I back I can here. find houses better than I can in your office. <laughs> for sure. Thanks for coming on, man. My pleasure, buddy. It's, uh, it's great to put a face behind the name. I, I, I told my wife, like... Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> I went to Kroger and I like used the divider thing. I said, oh my gosh, Tossie's on the dividers at Kroger. Like, <laughs> Shameful, isn't it? Shameful. <laughs> I was like, I got to meet him. I got to meet him. Um, or if everybody just chunks them or something. you know. <laughs> How long does that last? Uh, you know, they call them um, cycles, right? Cycles, which means how many cycles they bang your debit card. <laughs> but um, as long as you want, as long as you give them money. Okay. And you're like the only dude in there. Yeah, imagine that. That's pretty crazy. I know, right? Do you get like, so when you do that, do you buy like exclusive rights to just that Kroger? Absolutely. Okay. So like they literally couldn't put another person in there. Nope. That's crazy. Not, or I'll back out. I'll get out of there. <laughs> well, how'd you figure out to do that? Like you were just standing in line one day and... Uh, they contacted me. People reach out to me all really? the time. You know, because they know that I, you know, I pretty much do a lot of marketing and things. Yeah. A lot of different channels and networks. And um, so they... Call, they were brave enough to call me because if anybody says, hey, it's just going to be a minute, or if I call you, it's going to be a lot longer. I'm the guy you dodge at Kroger. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the time we get done, I'll know your shoe size, you know? In a kind way. Yeah, kind yeah. Way. I mean, it's a, I mean, that's a great skill to have, though, in the industry that we're in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, it's all about building rapport and, I mean. Put the spotlight on other people and things, too, which obviously isn't my number one strength because I do have a lot of tendencies at my age. Uh, I think I always had them, but, um, you know, where not to talk over people and things like that. It's a never ending battle. Cause I'm a salesman. Yeah. It's hard. I am. You get wrapped up in talking and dude, I love talking. <laughs> I dream about talking. <laughs> let's talk about, uh, let's talk about your trajectory, kind of your career. That's, that's common's first question. Kind of like, what were you doing when you were 18 and that whole trajectory to right now? Don't know that we can talk about that. 18 years old, but I can tell you, uh, when I was, um, moved out of that particular age, I guess. Actually, I met my wife, you know, way back then, you know, back in 77, high school. And um, so we ended up spending many years together, including this one. We've been together a long time. Um, you know, that relationship took me away from uh, some of my first loves as a, as a teenager, some things you fall into that, um, you know, seemed pretty cool at the time and all that, but not really going to take you anywhere, you know. And thank goodness, you know, God has someone drop back for you and say, look, man, I was thinking about you. I got a better plan. And so I, I started, um, you know, once we moved out together, about 18 years old, I started hustling, doing a lot of different jobs. Um, it's too many to name, I promise you. Uh, <laughs> but then I, I actually got into, I saw a television show, and it was Dave Doldado. He wore this funky hat out of um, Hawaii and up on stage, and I was checking him out. I was like, that's, that's crazy. You know, who, was, who would do that? But it just intrigued me, okay, because I like corn, you know? I do. I love corn. I throw it out all the time. And so I bought the course. Box showed up, opened it up. As old as I am, there were some cassettes in there and some books. I pushed the books aside as usual and uh, <laughs> listened to a couple of the tapes and never made it all the way through. I'm kind of a little ADD. So I, you know, I want to get started. I, I, I think I've always been an action taker. And I've all, I preach this when I speak other places that people spend so much time getting ready, they're never ready. And, and I just think you got to get out there and, uh, you know, fall on your face once in a while, do whatever. It's going to hurt and it's going to be scary. It still is be honest with you. But man, I jumped out there, got two houses right away, foreclosures. I was not a licensed agent as I, I will tell you I was later. How'd you um, find those deals? Like what was the story behind getting those? And 
So, you know, riding and cruising, saw a couple houses, and I guess now they call it driving for dollars, driving for dumps, whatever everybody wants to call it. Uh, and then I had a couple, um, I think I actually, I want to say that I saw a sign or something somewhere, and um, one of the guys that I bought my first two um, foreclosures from ended up being a good friend of mine, and later on I actually ended up, and he was a Remax agent, John Andrews, and I ended up um, buying those two houses, renovating those, uh, which is crazy because I'm not a tool person. Everybody will know that. But I, you know, I, I teach myself stuff. I, I'll definitely you know, figure it out, or I'll find somebody to do it for me. I'm a sub-king. And um, so, I mean, we fixed them up enough, got them sold. And on those two houses, I got both for, I want to say I got both houses for probably, I think like 70-something thousand. And between the two of them, I made over $45,000. Now, that was big money back in 83, just so you know. I mean, you're hooked. Dude, locked in, <laughs> which is crazy why I didn't do it full time. But, you know, I had two young children. Um, wife was, she's always working, but obviously, you know, not at the, the salary that maybe, you know, she enjoys today. Um that being said, I worked my butt off. Just, I, I didn't know hours. I didn't count hours. I still don't count hours. I don't. It's, that's not the way I'm made up. I don't have an open and close sign, you know, from being that young flipper to um, pretty hot shot realtor for the longest time. I wax people around here pretty good, you know, when I have my team. And then to go on to full time that I'm flipping now, I wish I was doing this full time back then. But who doesn't wish something, you know, in their yeah. past, right? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. I'm, yeah. I'm cool with it, you know. I'm definitely smarter and ground, more grounded now. Um, I get loose sometimes now. I'm fun at parties, but you won't know unless you invite me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, uh, so let's back up a little bit. So you, you buy those two houses and you just did it driving for dollars. And then how did you fund those? Like, And, wh- and what were you doing for oh, a full-time yeah. job during oh, all yeah. that? So back then, let's see, um, one of my first little things I did, I actually, my father bought a store in Beaufort, South Carolina, Grace Hill. And this is, I know it's going to sound sick, but my wife didn't want to move over to Beaufort, that kind of thing. It was a backwoods grocery store. I thought I was going to be driving over to see a Piggly Wiggly. It was not. This was a backwoods neighborhood throwback store. I mean, that they sold everything from army boots to eggs. I mean, and, and all in between. <laughs> it definitely wasn't a beautiful building. I pulled up, I was like, this can't be real. But, you know, I love my dad. I want to spend time with him. And he was living over at the time. So I jumped in. It was called Fred Smith Groceries. I jumped in. I'd go to work at, um, I'd drive 108 miles a day round trip for four and a half years. I worked six days a week. I'd set my daughter's playpen up in front of their beer cooler when she was born and take her to work with me and um, proceed to run that store. We had a few people work for us. I learned to butcher. I learned certainly all about um, relationship sales and, and, and working with people of all kinds. And uh, it's very interesting, you know, um, spooky at times, but definitely enlightening. Scott, I spend time with my dad, um, did that for about four, four and a half years. And, uh, it wasn't a whole lot of money, but, um, you know, I did it. I did the time, but on the side of that, when I could, I've got there hustling, trying to find a house or two and do a small rehab. Um, you know, and then eventually what I did when I got tired of it, I just told my dad one day, dad, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I got to go. I got to, I got to go back to Savannah. I got to go get a job, get some benefits, blah, blah. I, re- I drove that day to Hobart um, Corporation in Richmond Hill. They make commercial food equipment. Went in there, wore the old funky tie, short sleeve shirt. I was looking sharp, you know, long hair. And the lady <laughs> said, what are you here for? I said, well, I'm here to get a job. I told my wife before I got home, I'll have a job today. She said, well, you know, nobody's here to talk to you, but if you want to come back Monday, I said, no, ma'am, if you don't mind, I'm going to sit right over here and I'll just wait for you. And then maybe I can talk to somebody. I sat down. Funeral later, man, the guy came out. I talked to him, went back in the back. Turns out he went to my church. He was with my brother's friends years ago, took a chance on my energy, gave me a job the same day. 
and I took a timekeeper job. Four years later, I've been promoted four or five times. But on the side of that, I started a clean pool company, Clean Pool Savannah. People might remember that. And that was my company. And we did, at the end, you know, you know pretty much 100 cleanings a week, that kind of thing. We cleaned swamps. We did repairs. I, I created that off of, a, um, I learned that builders will build pools, but they don't fix them and they don't come back. So they gave terrible service. And I said, well, you know, instead of making it bad, I'm going to make something good. And I created Clean Pools of Savannah. So I would work till five, six o'clock during the day at Hobart Corporation. I'd get off work and I'd go do pools and fixings till 10 o'clock at night or greater um, from the landings to wherever because I had to support my family. Then I figured out, hey, look, I could have people doing pools while I'm at work. So I got my cousin and a good friend of mine, Tommy, to um, use their trucks, gave them gas money, all the equipment, and they cleaned pools while I was at Hobart. And then when I got off, I still went and did my thing. <laughs> so twice as many pools. Yeah. Yeah. So after a while, um, not too long, you know, basically six months or so, I was able to quit Hobart. They said, oh, you're alive for your grant. I said, no, but I appreciate everything. It was awesome, you know, but I got to go. Like how old are you at this point? Um, probably, see, I sold clean pools in 94, probably about 26, 27. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. So young. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. young. Yeah. Pretty young. <laughs> doing the hustle. But I wasn't really. Um, so then we did in the winter times and stuff, you know, because the pools dry up. We closed a lot of them up. Uh, I got my guys painting houses and I started, you know, getting back in the game a little bit. Right. And But I was subbing the jobs out because I, I, everybody knows I really don't like getting dirty and I like telling people what to do and stuff like that in a nice way. Um, to me, it's same as selling. And so then I started a buddy of mine hooked me up with ITT Finance and I started buying these crack houses. I got my guys cleaning them out first. And then when they sent us to a couple, I was like, dude, I'd like to buy these. And I was like, but I don't have any money. I mean, not that I want to spend on this, you know, it's all going to my family and, you know, my small business. So, um, I don't know if you know it, but some small businesses have a hard time making money no matter what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. you now we had $10,000 months cleaning pools and stuff cause I grew it. But that wasn't the first two days, you know? Right, yeah. And um, so I bought the house at 25000 one of my first ones. They actually financed it at 10% for me. I asked them. They said yes. We cleaned it up, fixed it all up. And uh, made, I probably made about 20 something thousand. Well, then I bought another one. And I actually moved my family in it for a minute after we sold our house in Rivers Bend. And uh, we fixed it up. And I had to finish it while I was in it. And I got it for like, I think, 42 I sold it for 73 The house was completely encumbered with um concrete you know and i was like oh my gosh who wants to buy this there's no yard but you know it's all sold it to a dude in a wheelchair dang that's a sales job right there <laughs> but i knew marty from way back when because savannah you know you know i've lived here all my life my native so you, you always see people from the first grade somewhere you know which is kind of awesome right you know so once you um you sell your pool company then and 1994 I sold the pool company okay 94 and so then what are you doing then so I went into real estate full time. I had a buddy of mine um, said, hey, look, let's have a beer, maybe a shot of Jaeger and uh, sit at Spanky's and talk about real estate. He says, um, I think you could just go gangbusters at our company. We need somebody like you. And we went to high school together and they were killing it out in Georgetown, you know, building houses, heritage homes. So um, I went to my wife. I said, look, I got a great opportunity. Doesn't pay anything. There's no insurance or anything, but there's so much opportunity. Let's do this. You know, <laughs> she's heard it before. So we did it. I sold a company. I went full time, September of '94. I mean, I, my memory's kind of everybody I tell you. Um, <laughs> my wife might not agree at all that, but uh, so I went to work for Heritage Homes out there doing site sales, selling houses. Um, I'm a workaholic in some regard, I guess. Uh, so I I was out the gate, you know, doing 75 hours, you know, a week kind of thing, you know, because it was site sales, and if, if I wasn't there, I didn't sell. I had to share shifts, and finally, I determined how I could get all the shifts. 
there being a hog. So <laughs> I just, and then I had be at, I was there at 10 o'clock at night again because people don't, all day nobody comes to see you. After six, they're getting off work, then they come about. I'd stop in the street, I'd do everything I could and come into model home and, you know, do whatever. So, and sold tons of houses. I mean, whole neighborhoods, 150 in one, 71 in Wexford in 11 months and all outlying subdivisions. And then I went, um, I went Remax after that and killed it. You know, for a while. And then I did Tossy Grinder Realty, had a big team and got bored with that in the late nineties and, you know, went back into flipping uh I think I probably got full time back in flipping in two thousand eleven. Two thousand five I closed Tossy Grinder Realty. Kinda of took a little break right there, find myself again. They'll come back to come to Jesus. <laughs> What'd you do for those six years? Just Well, I mean I just still just some piddling a little bit and I, I flipped some things and, you know, did a little bit off and on there, but I didn't stay full time. I got into uh, I got into the word strong man for, you know, a while there and, you know, had to had to figure out what I really wanted in life at times. You know, people always thought I was so hyper, maybe I'll burn out or do whatever. I don't, I don't know what you call it, but it got dark for a minute. I'm not afraid to say it, but the restoration was incredible as I hope people are witnessing. And if I can do this, I, I truly, I know everybody else, I don't know about everybody, I don't think that's really true, but I think you can try, you know? Yeah, definitely. But if you don't, you, you won't, you damn sure won't. <laughs> Excuse my French. <laughs> Let me ask you this then. So, um, we're kind of we're skipping over this quick. So you you go from the company in Georgetown to Remax, and you spend a couple of years at Remax. So the dude that I was working for, that means guy in regular words, um, he, um, <laughs> he let me have the homes in front of Georgetown on the highway, beautiful homes. He said, hey, look, you sell my homes and your team. You can have this for your office for free. I was like, dude, don't twist my arm. So we did that, and I sold all of them on the face of Force Cove, right? And, um, but see, since I sold so many homes around Georgetown and things, and even as annoying as I was as a, as a, I only worked with buyers in the first few years, I never worked with a seller. I had to learn all that. Well, I became, um, I found a great mentor in Craig Proctor. Uh, I bought his course. I flew to Toronto, Canada every six months. I bought the, I bought the entire dream, the package of everything I had in it. I learned so much about marketing. It was my college because, you know, I, um, I was kicked out of every school in the city. I met a lot of great people. I didn't know it was networking. Uh, it wasn't volunteer, of course. And wonderful schools. Nothing was their problem. It was all mine. And uh, but if it if I wasn't, I, I would have never met my wife. So, so God put you there for a reason. Yeah, for me and God. <laughs> I, hope. I hope she's either blessed or cursed. You'll have to ask her. <laughs> um, okay, so then you get your office in Georgetown, and yep. and that's when you start Tossy Realty. No, so I, I did all that out there, and I did Remax for a while. I did Remax okay. Savannah, yeah, um, and I climbed to the top really quick. I mean, I hit that 250 platinum, you know, at a very young age. But I'm, I know people whacked me since then with power to them. But um, that's 250 in commission. You know, what I mean, that's back in like '98, which is great money, right? Right, especially in Savannah. But is it ever enough? It's never enough. I was buying houses back then. Buy my house, I'll buy yours. Why would you not list with me if I'll buy somebody's house to buy yours? So Tossie's Buy Houses was just evolving. Fred Williams is already doing it. One brilliant man that I've, that I've known all my life. Um, had the concept out there. Just amazing, you know, educated. Mm. I mean, you learn so much. You can say all you want out there, but I'll tell you, I, I, actually, I actually got the benefit from, from being with him because we went out to Pooler and he had funded a Remax office. It didn't go the way we planned. That was his gig and not mine so i took my team and i started tossy grinder realty right across from remax on commercial drive i bought a little building upstairs we subdivided all the offices did the craig proctor thing and made it like a doctor's office i mean it was crazy good <laughs> how mean, many people did you start with we had like 11 members you know i had like a, several buyers agents um i did most of the listings 
I had a listing coordinator, uh, closing coordinator, marketing director, front office lady, all those typical hats that people wear, you know, and expenses, you know. What did you enjoy most about having a team like that? Uh, certainly not having to do it all, <laughs> you know, very much so, although I have a lot of energy, so it's really tough um, sometimes to delegate, and I, and I have a hard problem with it now, to be honest with you, um, on, on many tasks that I should not be doing, so we're, that's an ongoing project with myself, to um, rid myself of what you might think are mundane or, you know, not uh, typical high-paying um, tasks that you should be doing. I mean, everybody's going to preach that and stuff, and some people mastered it. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I still make it through my day, and I, I think I still do more than most, you know, um, but I could always do more. And so working on that. Yeah, I got you. Working on that. That's something I find in, like, entrepreneurs a lot of times is they always feel like they didn't do enough. You know what I mean? Like, they always – I mean, like, you're giving your all, right, 100% for however many hours, 12 hours, 14 but, but there's always that lingering feeling like, what if I just done two more? What if I just done – you know what I mean? I have no satisfaction level. It's not a greed issue. Um, to me – pretty much at the end is is almost all um not it's anticlimactic i guess that might be the word you know because I, I like the hustle from the beginning to the end but then i want to i'm ready to start over again i'm cool i'm cool with that matter of fact i i have an issue to where i can't rehab one house at a time i, I don't even really know how i mean i do four five seven at a time you know at the same time not with these hands right but with my mouth and my checkbook well Venmo. <laughs> I want to make sure everybody knows I embrace technology. Yeah. And that's one thing that's catapulted me out there. You know, I feel like I'm, 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 a, I'm in marketing. I'm a sales guy. Definitely. I'm, I'm putting a product out there. Is it the best product or not? I've seen some nice stuff people are doing out there. You know, I mean, when I want it to be the nicest stuff, but I'm very, I'm very um, in tune to what I should put out there. In my opinion, that should move fast. And, you know, it, it does it for me. Let me say that it does it for my business model. I gotcha. Um, so once you, once you get done with the realty, you come back 2011, what, how did you settle on? I think I'm just going to just make a go of this flipping thing. So when we talked about me reinventing myself, you know, my come to Jesus, my second one, um, (laughs) I I decided uh, I saw this $69 ad on the internet. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is pretty cool. You know, I can make some money from home. It is, it's not paying a whole lot, but, man, i got to fill my time. I'm watching my first grandson who came. They actually were living with us at the time. Um, and um, you know, by the grace of God, I get to take him to school every day for this last year. Uh, there's three grandsons, but he'll be driving next year, and I, I'll, be a, I'll be a sad dude. But, um, but so he was a little guy. We're around the house, and I started um, – it was about doing BPOs. It was a foreclosure time, remember, like pre-2011. Yeah. So let's talk about like 2009 to, to 11. Okay. So that window there, I started doing BPOs, broker price opinions for asset managers. What I did, Tossie the hog came out there again, Tossie to work hard. I mean, I always say I, I think I doubt people can outwork me. I just don't – I don't see it, not in the way that I do it anyway. And so I started doing BPOs. I mean, I got to where – I mean, the first year I did $40,000 just in BPOs. It made it, it helped this ADD guy focus so much on the business. I'm seeing people flip houses. I know, no offense, guys, that had no clue. I mean, because I've been doing it for so long, off and on. I still, I, I study. I'm, I'm always taking courses. I'm always getting smarter. I hope, and but I'm also an applicator, right? I mean, I get out there and put it to action. And so, I, I it made me look at values. I started. I learned the market like I never have known it in my whole life. I wish I'd have had that before I was a realtor. Because, I mean, I worked at all these real estate companies. Nobody taught you how to make a, do a CMA properly, you know. They just taught you how to do CMAs of any kind so you get a listing, right? Right. 
I'm not going to, I'm not going to spank the realtors on this right now because I have my opinions about a lot of things because I are a realtor. I'm licensed also in two states for over 27 years, you know, so I can use my license and will never jeopardize it. That's my disclaimer. But, um, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. Should we, I mean, should you just, I, normally actually in the past, I think when I've had realtors on, I can't, I'm trying to think if we've done it every time, but a lot of times they like, Hey, this is my license number and all that stuff. I guess I can put it in the show notes. You can do so. Um, yeah, a Georgia yeah. license. You want to do that? Right? Sure. Um, <laughs> for you, <laughs> um, I, I think, I think you're covered. Okay. Because okay. we're not selling anything. No, we're not. Right. Yeah. I know license law. I could be a broker, but you know what? Tossy the sub King. I've owned my own real estate companies. And I was never the broker for all of you. All of you guys out there wondered if you ever did. Um, I'm just saying I subbed it. I paid somebody to be my broker. I like somebody between uh, to be a liaison between mishap and mayhem. Right. Yeah. You handle that. You handle that. And I mean, I mean, just the way it works. I've subbed a lot. Of my wife will tell you right now, so I'm painting my house right now. And I'm right here with you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying people can do it better and it costs what it does. Um, I quit trying to save money on stuff like that. I'm not saying I want a reasonable price, but, um, but that's how I do it. You know? Well, not, uh, sorry, I got us a little bit far off subject, but going back, mm -hmm. We're talking about 09, 2011, you were doing these... BPOs, man. Yeah. Driving. My grandson used to always say, he, he was really little, like, I'm talking like three, four, whatever. He's like, somebody asked him, hey, what... They call me Da. I said, Da, what do you do? What does your dog do for a living? He says, Da takes pictures. <laughs> you know, because you got to take a lot of pictures <laughs> yeah. for BPOs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I always take them with me, riding shotgun and stuff, you know? Yeah. So I was cheering about and we going. And, uh, and it got me it got me back in the mood. It got me really hungry. So I started getting out there, kind of figuring out how I was going to fund all this and do these things. Um, and then I was like, well, you know, I already know, and I, I know my right mind. If I have the right deal, I'm going to find the money because I know I'm going to talk. I'm going to find somebody to give me the money. <laughs> if that wouldn't work, I'll go to the next one. All right. And that's, I still do that to this day if, if I need something funded. But now I've earned a lot of, you know, tears and, and funding. And unfortunately, I can, you know, take down almost anything that I, that I feel like getting involved in, you know. So what was your first deal when you came back? Do you remember it? 2011? Mm, I've quick flipped a lot of houses. I've done over 2,200 plus transactions um, since I've been, you know, flipping real estate and been a realtor and all those kind of things, you know, from a buyer side, seller side, both sides. Um, I had the um, wonderful uh, stat back in the day. I carried a book around me that I paid this guy to do my stats and um, that I learned from Craig Proctor. And I could show you why I was on the top. I could show you all these people telling you they closed all these sides and did all these things. It wasn't true. Because most realtors, no offense, they sell less than 25% of their own listings. They might complain about getting both sides and all that, but they don't get them anyway. Right. Just saying. Not my stats. That's national. No, yeah. I think that that's like a normal trend. I think that that's normal. Yeah. Right. You know, but I did over 50% of mine. Average. It's a big difference. 50%. 50%. Mm -hmm. Why? What accounts for that? How? I had my team and my, me being listing. And then I've got buyer's agents, things like that. You know, we were able to control a great buyer base too. Remember I had four buyer's agents. They were all selling over 30 houses a piece at the time. So they were working with buyers and with all the marketing, all different things we were doing, man, I was doing cable, talking houses. I mean, anything, print ads. I mean, I was in every magazine. I mean, full pages all over. I take the whole freaking magazine almost over. You know, it was a lot of marketing. I spent a lot of money on doing that. Did you get burnout? Yes. I never wanted to say that, but I, I got bored. I can get bored really easy on young things. I, I have a, a high toleration quotient, but I also, um, I can drift. 
and that's um that's everybody else's opportunity to hit that gap right you know so when i drift so i have to remind myself not to drift <laughs> what did that look like like at the end of the realty company like so you just was it slow or was it just like you woke up one day and you're like i'm tired of doing this it wasn't slow i i just had um I, I had a blank spot in my life, man. I, you know, I, I don't mind telling people. I mean, I don't want my wife to get mad at me for being too open, because um, I'm not ashamed of it. But I, um, I think I equated. We were talking the other night about it, somewhat like a comedian, um, because I'm so high energy. Everything else, I think, you know, the D crept in, crept in, the D word. And you're just using like the uh... knock me down, man. Right. So I went to Jesus deeply. My friends will tell you, and a lot of people reach back for me because they care so much about me and. Um, and I dug in that just as vengeance, as you can imagine. I wasn't like throwing tracks around on the beach and all that and handing out stuff at the mall. You know what I mean? I went into the Word. I went to some small groups, uh, Savannah Christian with Cam and all those wonderful people out there. Um, it was just, I mean, I don't feel like I was that deserving, but I will tell you I'm better for it. And I, would, I wouldn't take that away or not. I, I'm glad I went there. I'm glad, I'm glad that happened. I needed that to, to stop me in my tracks a little bit. I wasn't a hot dog or anything. I mean, I've always been, you know, a talker, you know, but I'm not like against people in that regard. But I, I do like to be noticed first at times. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to lie about that. But, you know, the Lord says, look, we're going to take you out of the land of me and we're going to take you with me. And that's what we did for about three, almost three years, I guess, two or three years. Got baptized again and all that. And, you know, I, you know, my walk right now is, is certainly not as intense. I say that, I mean, definitely not forgotten by any means, but you know, you go through, um, seasons, valleys and peaks seasons. Yeah. 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 But I'm really strong inside. I'm strong mentally. And I think a lot of people know when they talk to me and they can feel it, you know, that I have a great passion for what I do and then, and people, you know, but do you ever think you'll get burned out of what you're doing right now? I don't believe so. As long as I keep up action in front of me. And so it may take, I may have to hit another what do you call it? Um, like another ladder. tier level. Another yeah, I mean, level. I have to, you know, yeah. of, of some kind. But um, And I'm working on a lot of things, always, so to keep myself interested, right? And, uh, and keep doing deals and keep stacking that paper and all that good stuff people like to talk about, you know. But my main thing is I'm trying to do it with less hours now because, um, you know, my kids are grown. I mean, and, and I've got three grandsons, you know, wonderful grandkids that go to Calvary and um and so what I do is I after a certain time my wife gets off work she has a high level job here and earned her degrees all the things that I never did in that level and just done amazing you know and just so proud of her and our kids were like even in their 12 13 year old age you know she went back got her master's all that stuff you know Dang. so great success story yeah and she's all consummate saver and all the stuff that that um all mine generally can go back into you know my business whatever you know and then I'll have what I can but um I say that, you know, in, in, in joke, but, um, but I think I can, I can keep doing this for quite some time. One of my last uh, great funding partners passed away about three years ago and I miss Mr. Bill immensely. And his wife, Sally just passed away recently and uh, he funded a lot of deals for me. I met him. He was 91 years old. One of the original uh, owners of Shoney's big boys, this consummate gentleman, Dang. quiet Walker, humble as the wind, former Naval fighter pilot. And uh, I learned a lot from riding around with him and things. And I think he enjoyed my energy, you know, and uh, we hit off great right away. What was one of the biggest things you learned from him? Um, <laughs> one to be still now and then, you know, not be so anxious, which, of course, the Bible tells you that to Philippians, right, 4, 6. 
But um, it's scattered through the Bible. I mean, I when I when I get stressed, when I get whatever, I, I'll quote that thing as many times as I can until I can fall asleep or just take another breath, right? Yeah. Because I mean, trust in Him. I know it sounds like I'm throwing out more than it is, but when I, when you get in front of people, I feel obligated to to bring them forward. Oh yeah, definitely. No, no, no. I go to Compassion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Henderson Campus. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, we've been going there I'm, for. Four years? Yeah, four years. We moved over to East Campus uh, when they asked us, about 400 of us to do so. Yeah. We used to set up um, the church, you know, from in Hess Gym for the longest time. Then they got the Mustard Church. But we'd also, that's where we started Men's Breakfast over there, you know, spun off from the other one. Yeah. Myself and Billy Brookshire, another wonderful guy. And um, it just, you know, I, I do miss it. I need to get back in there. And some people reminded me here recently. So this may be one of those, um, you know, callings, they say. But, um, but I love that place, man. I struggled a little bit. We've we've struggled a little bit with the rhythm of getting back just since like everything happened with COVID. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you, it's all habitual, right? Right. It's all about just habits. And so when it's like the gym, yeah, it's just like the gym. And so if you take six months off the gym, it might take another six months to a year to get back in the gym. You know what I mean? It, like it can regularly put it back in that routine. Yeah, right. you have to put it like you really have to be intentional and in everything. That's a great word you just said. Absolutely. Yeah. With everything. Yeah, with right? that, yeah. Intentional focus, all that stuff. They say starve distraction, feed focus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's especially prevalent when it comes to your faith. It's because well, like first fruits, first fruits. I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I thought we were going to talk about flipping. You know, <laughs> you know, your life flips. My life flipped, right? Yeah, we just talked about that, so it is relevant. Oh yeah. To Plus, say, I mean, like every th- aspect of so. The reason why you are as successful as you are is every single aspect that we're talking about, right? It's not just, hey, this is how you flip a house A to Z. Right, or that's like, possible. Like, that's just like one little tiny piece of the whole business. You know what I mean? Oh, man, it is. You know, no question about it. Because there are a lot of moving parts. And they never stop moving. If you do enough deals. I do a lot of quick flips. You know, I know people say wholesaling. I hate the word. I don't mind telling you. It cheapens it in some regard to me. No offense to everyone, but it's gotten kind of bastardized out there. And, you know, who knows where it's going to lead to at some point. But I don't think that, you know, do I sell paper? Yes, I do. But I'm always prepared to close. I don't contract with anybody I'm not prepared to close with. And I just find that a little misleading. Be mad at me if you want out there. I'll you come buy deals from me because then you know if you don't, I'll close. Right. You know, I'm just saying that 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 seller's counting on you to finish their plan. You know, and they're going to count on that money if they're getting any. You know, to finalize their move or take care of their families or whatever they're going to do. Things fall through. I mean, you know, you find something that's bad on the house, you got to walk. I mean, it happens now and then. I mean, I, I counted on one hand in 2,200 plus transactions when I've ever walked away. I'll, re- I'll renegotiate before I'll do that. When you So when you started in 2011, were you doing quick flips right away? Yes. And how'd you find that niche? Because, I mean, 2011, that's not... I mean, that wasn't nearly as popular as it is now, right? I mean, that's something that's kind of popped up in the last five years. In 2011, that you would have been kind of unique, I, I would say. Stumbled across something on the internet or it found me. You know, this uh, AI thing may not be as um, of late as maybe people think. Whatever it was it was back then that, that found us, and, you know, when you're tra- searching for things. And, um, and I found um, this platform that intrigued me and I started, you know, dealing with a little bit and spent a little money and um, implementing a little bit. Uh, got, you know, completely hungry, jumped out there and, you know, figured out what I thought was the best way for me to 
get a few deals and be on the marketing and things that I already knew, you know, and, um, I got my, I have my license as well too. So a lot of people want to go to the, uh, to the MLS first, you know, which to me it's last, but a lot of people that's where they work and good for you. Right. You go right. I go left. Um, so I started using this platform and, um, CRM and all these different things. And it, it automated some of my marketing and, you know, I hit that phone, you know, I can, I'm a closer. I worked with buyers my first three and a half years of my real estate career, you know, so I've learned how to close. I studied some of the best, you know, Tom Hopkins, Brian Tracy, all those guys. But they were way gentle, more gentle than my current one of my mentors, which is Grant Cardone. You know, he, he really he really gets my motor running. <laughs> we were the same age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I'm trailing something I'll probably never achieve, but good. He sets the bar very high. So I've definitely fall into all those the goal setting. I've never stopped the goal setting and things, but now I write it down, you know, two or three times at least a couple times a day. You know, kind of fall suit. Do I make it all the time? No. In the beginning, what strategy were you using? So driving for dollars is always kind of the easiest thing that people, you know, would start for, you know. I mean, yeah, you got to kind of know what you're looking for. Right? And you would what? You would just write down the addresses and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, were you I'm, knocking on doors? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Talking to neighbors and all that because, I mean, I never, I don't meet a stranger. I mean, I can, you know, do that. And, um. But also the direct mail and all these different things. Of course, you know, a lot of things get saturated now, I know. There's no reason not to do it. I mean, it's a game of numbers in, in most regards, no question about it, and, and looking for uh, motivated sellers, right? And, you know, because typical wholesaler is looking for to build their buyer's list and all. If I get five calls a day, I get 20 a week with the same little spiel. They just watch something online. I don't want to bruise them in that regard. I have a couple times because I'm a tough love kind of person when it comes to that subject. And uh, I say, look, join, join up with me, and I'll, I'll teach how to do it correctly, where, and I'll guarantee you get paid. But I, I, I like being more direct to seller. I, you know, I don't want someone else negotiating for me. I mean, now, when I sell to paper, my numbers are good, or they wouldn't come back. I've sold to most every franchise around here, almost any high-level volume flipper around here. I've, I've sold to all of them. Now, I could have kept, but I can't, I can't rehab all those houses anyway, right? Let's be real. Nor do I want to, you know? But if that math works for them, I'm building a relationship. They come in, they call me, ask for some help. I kind of, dude, I'm, I'll do it. You know, I'll help them. I will. Now, I'm not, I don't really like share a lot of my marketing efforts. I don't mean like the act of it. I mean the platform's names and things like that. Um, we'll see it in another podcast. Maybe I'll, you know, let a few of those things go. I, one, I have to have permission in some of the things, okay, because they do have an exclusivity. And then some do not. You know, I've got some really cool stuff I'm doing right now that I guarantee you people want to get their hands on. And even if we all have the same systems I learned years ago when I was at Craig Proctor and all this, there's no reason. Nobody says we implement it the same way. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, who's going to do the hours I do? But first off, I'm not trying to be the implementer. Because I'll pay for done for you. I will pay. I don't know. If, I can't really say who it was, but I had a guest on who told me that uh, they don't mind giving away every secret they have because no one's going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true yeah very true um and it depends on who's listing and all that kind of stuff you know so i don't want to i don't want to sit there and just you know roll up in a bundle and not share but 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 you know i say this to everybody all the time you want to contact me and you'd like to get involved in the business and you want to know how it's done the way i do it and you want to spend time with tossy then i believe in you um you know earn as you learn you know let's i'll tell you how, i'll show you how to get a deal find it for me and then we can JV it, you know, and I'll, I'll help you with the whole aspects of the whole thing. But if I'm going to be involved, I, I believe I need to be compensated. I mean, I do. I've been doing this a long time. 
And I, I don't mind saying so. I mean, I'm not going to stand out there on the street corner and pass out, you know, dollar bills. Do you have a lot of people that hit you up for JVs that expect you to get paid nothing? Uh, I get my fair share for sure that people want to know, oh my gosh. And some people, you ever been around somebody that you ever walk up, whether you know them real good or not, and they'll say, man, what happened to your head? Maybe you got a blister or something <laughs> there. You know, they just don't have that etiquette. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's how some of these people come off and involved in a lot of these groups and things like that, you know, and you know, they're trailing you and trying to you know, figure what, but you know, it's all good. But now I have some things I'm going to share here soon because I owe it to a couple people that, that helped me move in this direction and I promised them that I would. So um, I'm going to have to fulfill my promise and, and I guess I'll do it in the right way, you know? So education's coming. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't want to endorsement to me is a very personal thing. So a lot of people come to my Facebook pages and all that, and I have nothing against you guys whatsoever, but we've never done business together or crossed our paths. And I don't mean hung out and had a beer. Um, I'm just saying, I feel the public and all, cause I've lived here all my life and maybe I'm thinking far more of myself than, than I should. But I, my name is unique. That's my brand. I try to be very present everywhere I go. I always tell people who I am. I do. Everywhere I go. I've got the best business card in the world. That thing's thick as it can be. You have to. You can't fold it up in your wallet. <laughs> I promise you. You've seen the koozie things, all stuff that I like. Gifts I like to give people that, that, I, that I care about, that I want to build a relationship with, things like that. Because I'm going to always help them in anything, whatever they want. No, no question about it. But like a stranger at the time... Let's do a deal together. I'll show you how to do it. But I like being more direct to seller. That's your guarantee getting paid. You can be called a wholesaler, quick flipper, whatever you want to do. But let me show you how to go get that deal. I will vet the whole thing. I mean, I got the funding and all that too. I mean, I wish somebody would have made me that offer. I scratched everything I could and bought everything I could and dug out there. And that's how, that's how I did it. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it and I don't feel bad. I know some guys that we actually partner with who um, their strategy is they raised a fund and now they use that fund and partner with people in markets who maybe have the expertise but not the money. Mm -hmm. And those people will do the whole flip and everything and all these guys do is bring the cash. Right on. They get 10% of the money and then they split the profit with them 50-50. Been there, done it. And they're making a fortune doing it. Right. Yeah. I know. But you know that's their business model. And that's true. I mean, there's a lot of element of risk in there, no question about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, and, yeah. You know. It's not like it's not deserved. Like, the money they're making on it's well-deserved. Right. You know, funding is funding no matter what the structure is. Yeah. I mean, I do so many deals now to where, I mean, I don't have any money in it. None. I mean, acquisition money. I got the repair money. I got the down payment. It might. It could be three different people. You know, whatever. One person could put the repair and the down payment up. I already had the acquisition. If somebody wants to do the whole thing, I've 50 50 it before them as well. I always manage the projects anyway, but I sub it through others. Does it get complicated when you do it like that, having multiple like people on the same deal? No. It's all seg segregated, and, and, and the notes are written, right? And they're paid off on the hub when the property sells. Oh, okay. They put it against it like liens. Depends. Like, I mean, like, a, just like a traditional, like a hard money loan would be or whatever. Yeah. Promissory note of it, a version of that. It can be, depends on what that person is, is comfortable with. Right. Set terms. Right. So are you still doing then a lot of like quick flips or, yes. okay. Or, and, and what's your like long term <laughs> strategy then? I mean, at this point you had to have done so many, right? I mean, you've been doing it for 10 years, right? Like you probably don't have to do them quick. I imagine, right. You could probably start to move into long-term flips or buying holds or whatever yeah, you, know, you I, I had buying holds before i did the rental thing many many years ago i had a bunch but does them before 2005 
And but thank God I dumped them all at 2005, sold them off. One of them I called it Drano. The street was Delano out in Cloverdale. We called it Drano because that thing was eating money all the way through closing. You know what I mean? I'm like, right up to the last minute. That thing was sucking it out of there. And um, I really, it still is my joy. You know, um, I do have my aspirations and eyes on, um, you know, multi-door things. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm Grant going. Grant Cardone fan, are you? So what's your what's your what's your long term strategy then? Like, what's your plan? I I love to flip apartment complexes and things like that. I would too, but I, I I'm very strategic about where I want them to be, the age group, you know, the whole makeup, you know. Um, so I kind of you know outside looking in. Maybe that's where I haven't taken the most action. To be honest with you, because um, I missed one over there on Tibet and a couple of places, which is fine. But it doesn't have to be here. Right, because I'm in more than one market myself, you know. I was actually gonna ask that. Yeah. So, what other markets? Can you say what other markets are you in? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Are you? uh, I work the coast. Okay. Okay. Can I say I'm coastal? Coastal Georgia. Okay. Okay. If that helps. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, yeah. So just coastal. I mean, have you gone outside at all? Like, have you started trying in South Carolina, Florida, or anything? Sounds a couple things. You know, the virtual thing and all that. Yeah. When did you? When did you get a handle on a couple of those? You know, because. I mean, you you gotta fill the void, you know, and yeah. you know, and, and be relevant, you know, when the market changes, then the quarters come. You know, I am a realtor by nature in my past, and I do still believe in the the quarters as they come about. Even though COVID tried to swallow up the you know life, but I do know these kids are going to be going back to school. In my opinion, this next school season, you know, everybody's going to get back to what you call I don't know about normal. I don't think anything's normal in my life, but um, but just where it's you know steady. Right. And I think the laws are going to apply once they get hooked and they're in their schools, public schools, not so much private. If it's private, they're probably, you know, you know, living wherever they want in most cases. But I'll say that, you know, the public schools and things, they got to be in a district, you know, to go to that school. So they'll be settled that, you know, when the school goes back in, I think it'll naturally, you know, slow down the resales again of, of, a, of a retail buyer, an in buyer. I also ha- like, um, and I, I, this is not original. I heard this actually from Curtis Bellinaba. He had talked about how I've never met him either, but we're Facebook friends. Okay, yeah, he's a great guy. Definitely, if you ever have the chance, you should reach out. He's he's fantastic. He's done a lot, and he's pretty young too. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But um, he uh, he was actually on the show a couple weeks ago, and he was saying that uh, Savannah's ten years behind Charleston. Charleston's ten years, or and then Brunswick is ten years behind Savannah. Oh yeah. And so just looking at the metrics, like I imagine, and you can already start to feel it, right? Where things are getting so expensive and so competitive and there's so much outside money and COVID almost sped that up that it does feel like Savannah is getting a little tougher. You know what I mean? There used to be a lot more wiggle room here in 2019. Go look up the the recent sales on Woodley Road, 31419. (laughs) For those of you who've been doing this for a minute and it'll blow your mind because I stomped those streets as a teenager. I can tell you which ones had holes all in the walls and smelled bad, you know, because I went to one's a forest for a brief period. I know those neighbors like back of my hand, and it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Not just the, what they're reselling for, but what the buy-in some of them have done. And some have done okay with it, you know, but, it's, but it had to be completely trashed when they did. Yeah. And you're just not getting them. There's stinkers on Deerfield. Everybody knows those stinkers on Deerfield Road. My Carrie Heard's and all over there. I mean, they just went under contract, and the lady had them on the market for over a hundred thousand or you know, eighty nine thousand dollars a piece. They are somebody's getting them. Somebody's buying all. <laughs> See, I thought all that would drift back and become like an area like retail and all stuff would go in, and that's why they got the big signs up because they wanted to buy all the houses in the old neighborhood, you know, back to a certain road, right, and get it all rezoned, but you know, like they did where the little Walmart is on um, Wilshire, you know, same yeah. kind of thing. They bought up all those houses. 
so um they're trying to do that but but yeah they just bought those stinkers right there on the right i saw those a year ago and tried to make an offer on them and they were awful then they got to be awful now and they were it was i mean the lady wouldn't even take 50 something back then and now she's only wanting 80 something so that's not too bad but they're gonna need everything 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 do you think that a lot of these so do you think that this is a bubble do you think a lot of these investors are going to get burned or do you think that we will continue to like charleston so i said that's a great question you know and, and i thought quite a, quite a bit about that because once again i fall back on my realtor days i've been through three cycles i was raised by a realtor my mother was a realtor broker builder i was a lot of control teenager didn't really work in her business but obviously you know i must have um, you know, absorb something from it. <laughs> I definitely had a good visual, right? Yeah. And um, I, I just think that there's no way it can maintain like that. You know what's going to be hard? And, and I want to, in all fairness, I think people that bought their houses now for those jacked up prices, they're going to be stuck. And if they have to make a job move or any of those kind of things like that, you know, I think we're going to really benefit huge. So you think the demand will drop? Oh, how, how can it not? I don't know. It's, I There's mean, it's nothing crazy. around here. I mean, we've got plenty of old homes to rehab and stuff. Yeah. But sellers are becoming more unreasonable or reasonable, depending on who's, who's right. Thinking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, math is changing. All we are is a solution, right? I mean, the quick flippers. Like, right. all, all we offer is a solution. So. I don't know if it's on if they're getting reasonable. I mean, if they're so just the getting mo- closer still, to retail. But it's also, you know, there's still going to be that level of motivation out there, you know, of why they need to sell. There's always going to be, um, you know, death. There's always going to be sickness. There's always going to be people that are terrible with their money. There's always going to be those situations. So it just depends on what that volume is going to be. I mean, we can also look at it this way. All these, it's kind of like a roofer, right? Or an undertaker. Everybody's a prospect, right? I mean, everybody's going to need yeah. a roof. Everybody's going to die. They're going to get burned. They're going to get boxed. They're going to something, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so the more neighborhoods they build, here you come. Here we go. Right? Yeah. So it can go either way. I want to be optimistic in, in many regards, but we know the money's going to cost more. Are these people going to change the damn qualifications for um, how many times you want to hear the 70% LTV thing again? You know, or the old 1% rule, these things are hanging on like (laughs) unbelievable, like a sore you can't get rid of. I mean, people, you can't stick to those formulas anymore and get any deals. You might get one or two or three. I was going to ask that. So you, so do you not subscribe to those? Like what is your kind of investment criteria? It depends. Mine is very property specific. You know, I've, I've been in this for a long time. I can I can smell an opportunity involved in something. I can I can trust myself uh, if I'm gonna go in somewhere and maybe you know nail something a little bit higher because I one I, I mean I know what I'm gonna do to it and how fast I can sell it. You know, now could I be wrong? Yes, I could. I sure could. Hadn't happened that often. I've had a couple bite me. About a year ago, a year and a half ago, I'd have told you I never lost anything on a real estate deal. But I had a couple that bit my tail right there. Man, was that an education? But I have one thing, I'm not a quitter, and I saw it all the way through, and I got it all done, and then put the money back where it's supposed to go, and there I am again. I'm doing it again. Didn't stop me. I had so many deals in play. If you go back, what, what did you learn from that? <sighs> Can you talk about the deal? I wish I would. Yeah, one like when I had it, Tavi. Hell, I wish I wouldn't have sold it six months ago now. I wish I just parked it like I just did, went out there in Rinkin, and took it off for a few months, watched this thing kind of correct, put my realtor hat back on, dig an MLS and start really watching this neighborhood and what's up and down and about to come up and, you know, figured out, took it off the market, got $35,000 more. 
Didn't lose a dime. Went at the beach. Man, my butt still hurts. <laughs> got me. <laughs> you know? But I got my way out of it. I found a strategy, a refi strategy. Got some great terms on not only refining it, but got the rest of the rehab funds. So I got caught by that FEMA rule, you know, that 50% re- uh, rehab rule. No, what is that? So if you're in a flood zone, you you can't get permitting and can't do over 50% of the accounted for rehab. Like if it's $100,000 rehab, you can only do $50,000 worth in one year. Why? That's a FEMA rule. What's the value in that? I have no idea. Just a rule in my line. <laughs> Make it tough. And you didn't know that before you bought? Well, I had heard of it before and everything else. But I, I just, you know, maybe I didn't dupe. There you go. I've been doing this a long time. I, maybe I should have researched more. And I bought an auction.com, um, you know, where you didn't really get to go in the house. Yeah. They say. But um, I can't really divulge that. Because <laughs> uh, they thought somebody was living in there. It turns out he had died a year later. And, I mean, the fans are going. There's there's dishes in the sink and there's egg on them. And I'm looking in the window and there's clothes on the closets. And I was like, this is creeping me out, you know. And the dude was gone? Yeah, he'd been gone. The son, too. Evidently, both of them died. And um, I don't know if it was in there or around it. I don't know. I didn't ask. But it was weird. Neighbor comes along, right? You know, they just tell you everything, you know? You didn't ask them, you know? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, kind of like me. And um, so, you know, did the deal. Uh, it was a great buy-in. Did fine. But when I got in there to do the permitting and all that, the, um, they hit me with the FEMA rule down at the Tybee Permitting. It's not, not their fault. I mean, it's a, it's a federal law. Doesn't matter if it's downtown. I mean, obviously, you may not have recognized it either, huh? But you can't do it. So but, I didn't know that about Tybee. No, I'm guessing that must have happened after Matthew. Yeah, so I already had my funding on place, everything, I mean, interest on payments, blah, blah. And so, you know, some private money, that kind of thing to get it done. Well, start slinging this thing, putting it together, and then that's all they'll let us do. And, um, and so what I decided to do was, hey, look, I got to sit on this thing for a year and make these payments. So I'm going to at least get all the rough ends and all that kind of stuff done because we were cutting concrete and running new lines. 1970 house, right? You know, a little cube, just a cube. Uh, 1309 Miller Avenue, I don't mind saying. It's all good. It's, it looks awesome now, and the guy got a great buy on it, and I pray they love it, you know, and it works well for them. I also think I keep it for Airbnb, but I'd already moved the money and out the windows so much I had to get out of there. So what ended up happening? You ended up getting six months, or you ended up, like, finishing the beginning of the rehab, and then you went down, down there, and they're like, hey, you know, you can't keep going, so you're like, they well they come by you know and they check everything out and then they basically got you on radar over there so we had to we had to stop you know you just couldn't do it so then i had then i went and had to submit again when the 12 months was up and i got my other part of the rehab and we whipped it into shape my guy did it was a hundred thousand dollar rehab that's a lot of money sitting out there a lot of money dang dang (laughs) (laughs) what's the best deal you ever did Woo man i've I've done some quick flips where i made 100 grand i mean on a quick and I've done some raps. I do raps. What do you mean raps? So, you know, I can do a wraparound mortgage on somebody, you know, with existing funding, you know, and being able to, you know, similar to a sub two kind of thing, but internal. I got you. 100000 on a flip, on a quick flip. During that was COVID. During COVID. My D- April. I almost cried. In 2020. I, think I did. Yes. Dang. That's. You flopped six figures down and wired, well, two wires. Um, and uh, non-refundable and then you know made the payments for a whole year that included everything so it didn't cost me anything now i ate it for a couple months when i first did deal. took a risk deal came off the mls that i mean i was looking and the guy contacted me the realtor because i solicit realtors and all kind of people you know bring me deals 
and they know I can take and I can perform. So he brings me the deal. House was on the market for five fifty at some point. I I got it all the way down to four eighteen, and so I put it back out there for like five hundred, five and a quarter, and but do have put a hundred thousand dollars down, and make those payments. And we're right now he's supposed to be cashing me out. He's supposed to February we got an extension that he had to pay for. I'm paying for it, and then. Should be closing here. Hopefully in the next week. He's had to get a few things taken care of because he's like me, self-employed, you know. <clears throat> but, you know, there's a godsend one way. But if for some reason, God forbid, he doesn't do it, you know, it's my house again because nobody's going on my deed. Right. But the note's going to be paid off, so I'll refine, I'll do whatever, and resell it again. But now the ARV on that thing's 575 So I'm hope I, I don't want him to lose because he's done a lot of things to it. So that was one of the good ones I've done, yeah. But I've done some good quick flips, like five in one um, one area I've done that I know that I made anywhere from 20, 23,000 to 70,000 on, on, and then all in between within 18 months. And are you doing like the full range of marketing? I made marketing? 65 on one at the beach on the same street. How about that? The one my house was on? Yeah. It's on 1506 Miller, got it. A lady called call me. I think she said she found me in the phone book. I was like, I'm thinking to myself, I've never been in the phone book. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> but I got the deal put together. Been in the family for 40 years. And put the deal together. Quick flipped it to an investor. A realtor brought me to the buyer. Okay? So I gave her six grand. I took 54 on the same street that I lost some money on. Dang. So is God funny or what? Yeah, that's kind of weird. I know, right? <laughs> Have you... um? Are, do you do like the full range of marketing then? Like you do yell letters, cold calling, uh, driving for dollars, like the whole shebang? Right. Okay. Because I mean, I imagine and like. And Yeah. Plus like the stuff we weren't talking about, like the billboards. Yeah. Which is, and behind the scene. Billboards, are, um, you know, it's not like that would be your best lead generator. But my, my total belief and my opinion to be able to do um a volume of some kind i mean I, one thing in the back of my mind is that somebody's out there whipping my behind okay so that that gets me going every day like right now now that i said it i'm i need to go do something um because you know i mean they i gotta got get out of here man i mean how many people can be first right? yeah yeah <laughs> but the, the billboard to me like i did a deal in windsor and i got three houses from the same man last year and um he had two side by side and one on another street and he had one he lived in but he didn't want to sell me that one Right, we got four. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> and so I got all three of them for 300000 And they need work in their own way, but um, what, one of them still would need way more than the other two. They were just dated, that kind of thing. But they all need what they need. And so I got them for um, 300000 Now, I wish I'd have been today, but he probably wouldn't have sold them to me for that. Right. Um, but, I, I mean, I made a quick flip. All three, made, I sold two to one investor and one to another in about two weeks, and I made 65 That's a great return. And walked away. Yeah. How'd you find that one? Um, so this is the point. Glad you brought me back. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about the billboard first and things like this. When I'm asking the, the uh, sellers, you know, about, hey, well, how'd you find me? Well, generally, a lot of the ways I know already because of my systems. Right. Right. I know exactly where they came from. Right. But I like to know, I think most are multiple efforts. I think like one thing you could say you got lucky on or something like that, right? And say, oh, I got it off a paid source or I got it off a direct mail piece. But when you do the marketing the way that I do it, 
I think it takes four efforts or greater to really pull that in. So, I mean, with my people tagging doors with doorknob hangers and, you know, knocking doors and cold calling and him contact me from direct mail. And then you got the billboard and then you got sticks in the store and then, you know, just keep, keep going and piling it on. I'm just trying to better my chances. Yeah, I got you. I mean, they say it takes like what, five touches before somebody's right. Twelve. Or twelve. Yeah. And it's going to get greater because, especially as they hold out and they and they do have a minute to wait. And I mean, a guy yesterday I visited him, you know, nice family, and you know, I, when I went there, I knew that it was loud going in price wise and stuff, you know. What I mean? And I, I knew it was probably not going to happen, but I'm still going to go fulfill what I what I offered, right? So I go, I try to make an offer on every house I go to. I don't care. I never saw a house I didn't like. I've sold where I could see through them. But they stink real bad. The floors are gushy. All that stuff, you know. So I'm going to go in there. I'm going I'm to commit. And when I did it, you know, the guy's already done all the high dollar stuff. So he thinks he's got, you know, major pearl, right? And he thinks it's equivalent to the dude two thousand doors down that did the rehab to heaven. I mean, it was really pretty amazing, at least the pictures. You know, and he staged it right. I mean, I'm, I'll say the truth, you know. And um, But that's not your house, man. Right. You're sitting in the same house. I got to make that house look like that. <laughs> And you can't do it on $25,000. Right. It's not cheap. I can't. Yeah. I don't drive a nail. I'm a talker. How um, how early on did you hire somebody? So, like, once you started again in 2011, like, how long did it take? Well, I started stepping right away. Right away? I mean, not um, construction-related stuff. Like, I mean, like, internal. Because, I mean, do you have any, like, employees that work directly no. for you? Okay. Everything's just subbed out. <laughs> do you have like a va or anything sure okay sure. yeah i mean but it's not an employee you're right yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah. i've never i've tried them it's tough on the um on the on the, the one side of the country and things like that because there's a language barrier especially when it comes to handling closings and things like that you know and you know it's, be honest with you i mean truthfully and I hope the properties will pile up. And once in a while, they, they might. The only thing that could ever pile up would be rehabs because I can, I mean, I can stand in my kitchen and sell a house, in, you know, on my phone in five minutes. Less. Especially in this market. I mean, I got a, I got a top tier of people that I know can take my stuff down. And they're going to get first dibs right away. And then I'll, then I'll take it to the masses. Have you found it... Um how have you overcome the challenge of, you know, this year has been a little bit tougher. You know, there's not as many people selling houses right now. My you know? best year ever. And it's your best year ever. Absolutely best year 2021. ever. 2021. Last year was killer too, though. Dang. But this has been awesome. This quarter been killer. What accounts for the success? I don't know, but I just, I give it, I give it a lot. And you know, I'm still not doing my best. I'm not, I know I'm not. I, I, I get up every day. I, I, you know, you know, golly, why would I stop now? You know, why do I make these extra calls? I mean, I got to, I got to get this program implemented because I've got a lot of things I haven't even put in place. Wait till I get some of these things put in, you know? And then we're really gonna walk the dog. I'm committed. How? I am. I hope you can feel that in me. I'm committed. Yeah, <laughs> I can feel your energy for sure. Um, so then, how? What's your strategy then? Like, how going forward with multifamily? So as I get to a certain point, you know, there's a, it's a crazy thing that um, things tend to find me. People are watching out there, and they see, and they see you're doing the hustle, right? And they might even be from here. That's what I feel this, you know? I, when I travel and do different things and get around people, it doesn't even make a difference. I, that's the same tossy going there as it is here. And, dude, it, you, you can draw a crowd because I'm not silent. I pray I'm not boring, and I got a big old mouth. <laughs> I like to party a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I like to enjoy myself. I like meeting people all the time. But, I, but I'm always... I'm always marketing. 
And I'm asking people. I don't care where. My wife, I'm, she's, can I tell where she works? She works at a hospital. She's a high-level you know, job at a hospital. And so if, if we were going to go to parties and stuff, you know, and which hasn't happened during COVID, of course, you know, but back when they were doing that, she's like, look, I'm going to go to this party here. I, I don't want you talking real estate or anything. You can't do it. I said, honey, let me tell you this. If they bring it up, I'm going in. <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> I am. <laughs> You're obsessed. You know? I think Grant would be proud, you know, but he'd also be disappointed at the times that I, that I don't keep that energy up to where it needs to be so that I, so that I can, whatever my best might be, at least for that day. I mean, it's more important to me to be my best that day than to worry about tomorrow and what happened yesterday. What's your secret to like keeping that success up? So I, or I mean that energy, I'm sorry. Gotcha. Well, I mean, you know, I, I try to be in the word every day a little bit, you know, start my day. Um, Cam and all them told me, and, um, you know, the fact that, um, you know, if you're in the word in the morning, it stays with you all day. If you wait till nighttime, you miss the whole day and you messed up a lot of stuff. So hopefully that's a good catalyst, you know, and I try not to falter. Now I listen to a lot of audio stuff everywhere I go. I'm always listening. My wife will tell you she hates those earbuds and all that stuff. I'm always listening to things like that. I like Darren Hardy. Darren Hardy's amazing every morning. I think it's great for everybody to get there and feed for two minutes or whatever the different things that he offers. He's got great course and stuff too, but it, it, it lights my fire. You know, definitely Grant Cardone 10X is in my truck all the time. I've been through all those books on audio. I've read those books. Um, have I mastered them? Hell no. Um, that's why I'm still reading them. You know, it's like my total reminder, right? I write my like book I gave you right there, the 10X Gold Book. You know, it's important, I think, that you get, you know, into that for a minute. It may not work for you. Maybe, it, you know, maybe somebody else does it for you. But you need to find somebody. Mentors are not just right under your feet. Mentors in this day and time. If I would have had the internet when I first got in this business and in real estate, do you think I wouldn't be crushing this? Huh? <laughs> I'd be on national TV. No offense. <laughs> No, I'm taking. Because the internet has opened up. What? I mean, come on now. A lot of these people would never. They wouldn't have hustled like I did. There ain't no way. What's your end game, though? <clears throat> What's your why? Why do you want to? I mean, you know. You know, my why is to make sure my wife, my, our life is just as, as fun. And I make her laugh, thank God. And I love her so, man. We've been together for 44 years. Uh, my kids are grown. They're amazing. My grandsons are incredible. And so that is my, my drive right there. But, you know, um, I focus on myself quite a bit, my personal development and, and my inner self to know that I, I have to maintain a certain level of confidence. And I, and I like when I get around people, I want them to feel that confidence that I have in myself. And I don't want it to be a cocky kind of thing. People might take it in a certain way. I don't feel that way. I don't. I'm just being me. That's Tossy. That was my dad's name. It's my name, my son's middle name, and my grandson's middle name. One of them. <laughs> I got him on my arms. <clears throat> I mean, that's the only tattoos I have are my grandson's. Yeah. You know? My wife's wanting hers on here. I got to figure out where I'm going to put it at so it's, <laughs> so it's visible. Although I gave her three names. She's got three names. <laughs> but her name's Elisa, but I call her Midge, um, Beatrice, and she has some pet names for me, but we can't say them on the air. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah. I, you know, I mean, it's my thing, you know. And once again, somebody's out there waxing me. I know it. Man, it just eats my crawl. I don't care if they know it. I I just, I got to either get up earlier. I, I, all I got to do right now is keep doing what I'm doing and keep implementing. And, you know, even if it's quietly behind the scenes, you ask me, but why is my picture not out there and things like that? I don't know. You know, just, I did it before. I don't know. It's just the name, man. That's what I'm trying to brand. Not my face. Tossy. They can't take that from me. Do you ever plan on like replacing yourself in your business? 
my son, if he wants to at some point, he's t- dabbled in it somewhat. He's smart enough, uh, definitely um, more humble. He's a lot like his mother, you know. Better with tools, no doubt. Both of them. I don't do tools, you know. I mean, I bought a bunch of them and stuff like that, but I don't use them. <laughs> um, they are on me all the time about doing things. But I don't think it's just, you know, people, hey, look what we did. I love seeing what you did. I love telling them what I want them to do. I've, I've been around new construction. Some of those new homes out there, you don't think I walked that that yard every day watching the framing and the foundations and asking questions and you know while i'm waiting on a fire to come in or something i'm i'm learning you know yeah and so i took some of the best plans they had there um please forgive me and um took him out to pooler bought me a little street out there and um buddy of mine blake you know we got he actually handled all the construction i don't do that he brought him as a partner i did all the selling and um you know we sold the whole stinking street you know but that too was not something i wanted to do i have to, i gotta be moving I got to be moving. I got a lot of energy to. I need to move around. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you're maybe just not married to one single way of doing real estate. You're just like you just love real estate. I think I love the action. You know, I like the action. I, I definitely like creating more, and I, I I actually perform better on overload. But see, to me, it's not an overload because I think you know, oh man, you know, could have done this, could have done that, right? Or it should be, you know. So I don't have a satisfaction level, which is pretty annoying. And that can be for a lot of things. You know, when um, it's my early life as a young person, and, and I think venturing into my um, adult life as soon as I get there. Um, <laughs> I, Whenever that day comes. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't really have a, a lot of restraint in certain things. Yeah. You know, so you have to be really careful not to be an abuser of certain things, right? Whether it be your attitude, drinking, whatever it might be. You know, you can overindulge. Yeah, definitely. It's easy to get carried away. When they say, one of my good friends, Brian Moses, who's amazing in New Hampshire, he's an amazing guy. He's a mentor as well, too. Y'all can find him on Facebook. I will endorse Brian because I did Craig or Ray as well, too, because uh, I think it's important that you take care of yourself when it comes to, you know, your education, your business, you know. I'm not saying I did it in school because I got bored. I couldn't stay all day, you know. But Brian Moses said, cost is an issue in the absence of value. And I, I live by that. That's in life, love, money, fun. It applies to a lot of different things, right? Cost is an issue in the absence of value. It's important. Yeah. I never heard of that before. I know. Who's, who ever thought Tossie would say something that would be like <laughs> really intriguing? I actually stole it. You know, you know, back in the day. So you see my house sold word, right? You see all my stuff, right? Yeah. House sold word. So you've never heard my jingle, right? No, back in the day, so. I had the radio jingles too, man. $12,000 for the radio channels. I've done all that stuff. And uh, it's, it's a New Orleans jazz. I'm about to throw it back out there again because I've been thinking a little idea about what I might do with it. But um, it's pretty cool. Could you, like, dial it in to be like, Tossie buys houses? Oh, it's, I could. I could have them. It's got to change because they had Tossie Grinder Realty. Yeah. Who's the man paying cash? Tossie Grinder Realty pays top dollar for your home. He's the man you got to see. If he can't buy it, he'll sell it. Tossie wants to talk to you. Tossie's team is qualified. They can do the job. It's true. Buying and selling, he don't mind. Tossie's working overtime. Just in case you haven't heard, Tossie grinder the house soul word. Thanks. That could definitely still be relevant. If just you change like one word at the beginning. I know, right? Just got rid of realtor, realty. And Nine, it costs a thousand bucks. I'm going to get it done. Yeah, that's worth it. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then what? Here, comes, here you come Spotify. Here you come wherever wherever it can take you know um i mean I'm, I'm i'm getting older you know but i'm not done yet 
a lot of people over the phone. I had one lady one time when I met her. She said, uh, "She said, oh, my gosh, she sounded taller on the phone. I was like, oh, my God, how do you, how do, you do that? You're be better looking or something. But, um, what does that mean? I don't know. I was like, oh, my gosh, you got to sell your house now. Well, you sounded shorter. I know. Well, that would not it? I know. You think, but some people like their etiquette. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. talked about that, right? Yeah. Man, you got a bump on your head. You know, like, I know that. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know? Good friend will help you out, but that's one other. But I don't know. You know, um, I'm 61 years old now. And um, I feel like I'm just now getting in a groove. Like just now. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the Gary Vee thing. You listen yeah. to Gary Vee? Yeah, yeah. It's not, never not too late. Not lately, but I have, but it's never too late. Yeah. Well, it is if you give up. Grant yeah, Cardone I mean, talks about get, you give on yourself, man. Yeah, but you were 51, right, when you started this? 2011? 10 years uh, ago. Yeah, I remember doing, you know, for a good time. But 2011 yeah, yeah, yeah. is when I got, you got serious. serious about it. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm glad you put it that way because I don't think about it. Gave me chills, man. Look at it. And I'm furry. <laughs> I'm brown and furry. <laughs> How we doing? But I mean, See, if I ever lose that feeling, then I walk away. But I don't get nervous on a deal. I mean, I'm, I'm still I'm crunching numbers, I'm doing whatever, and I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, you know, I still work that thing, maybe too much in some regard, and I, I think that's something I have to have to conquer, right? You know, like you still get jitters before you yes. go to sign and whatever. Right on. Dang, so it never goes away. Not for me. Hope it goes away for me. <laughs> um, something that we we kind of skipped over, but I really wanted to ask about, which has been kind of a reoccurring theme on the show actually over time. Which is, in the beginning when you were working all those hours, like was that really stressful on your family? You know, having young kids and a wife, and um, I'm I'm sure, but my wife has always worked too. She wasn't a stay at home mom, right? Maybe for a short period when she was really young. Um, she got really sick and I don't want her to get mad at me. And she, um, and we almost lost her and my kids were very young. So, you know, it made me hustle more, you know, and I had family support and that was a wonderful thing. And then she got better, you know, God is good. And, um, then was able to, you know, continue to strive. So life got better, but I just, um, you know, did I miss ball games and all those kind of things like that? Now I, I did for a minute, but, but when I was a clean pool man and I worked uh, 85 hours a week then. Even if I had help and stuff, because I if it rained, man, we're working the next day. Right. When that sun was shining, we're working. Right. But I found intervals while they were cleaning pools and things where I could scatter across town and do ball games. And I, man, I used to drive back and forth to baseball tournaments for my son because he was an incredible catcher, and he played for Chain Ball here. Give them a little plug, and um, and some other many other great teams. But he um. He actually, he'd be playing down there in a week. On, man, we, I'd drive down there four hours that way, watch at least one game, come right back. And I, mean, I did like for a whole week at a time off and on. Or we'd stay for a week, but <clears throat> that was tough because then I had to really get my business covered. So I found a way to be present as much as possible. Well, there was a couple. Any, now, my wife ran the house. Was, you know, I, I probably forgot more than, than, than she remembers, right? But I do know we did it together. We always talk about, like, you know, did we ever did we really think about like what our life was going to be like or how we're going to do this? And we moved in together. We we're 18 years old. And then we had children two years later, you know, and then another, I think two children, I guess, but one when I was 20 and then one when I was 22. Um, and then after that, I figured out what causes that. And I got myself fixed. <laughs> and I was good on two. She's going to really be mad now. <clears throat> but, you know, maybe that's where that energy came from, right? Yeah. All bottled up. But um, anyway, so then I just, you know, the hours never affected our life that I can tell. But that might not be the same for everybody. Because I know this, you got to love somebody. And I've always loved her. 
every day. Before I leave that house, most of the time, I try my best. I hope I need to say it more every day, but I always say, I can't wait to see you again. Because when she's off and, it, and then it's time, I have to find a way to shut down for a little bit in some way or another. Now, seven days a week, I'm up in the morning, Saturday, Sunday, everything else. I get me a few hours in because I get up real early and get things kind of set up and move in the right direction and whatever. And I'll, I'll take a call. I'll sneak off and grab me a call at B&D's or somewhere like that and do me a deal. On the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> or on vacation or whatever. I, I had, man, you would have, I mean, I had a great time in St. Pete a few weeks ago for our 41st anniversary. And um, while I was at the airport, I put this deal together. I mean, like right there, we're sitting in the chairs, waiting to get on the plane. And it, it took me like 22 minutes. You know, that's how we kind of figured out the timing. And I contacted the guy again through text. We negotiated the math on some lots I was flipping. And I did a contract around my laptop right there and shot it to him, DocuSign, set my butt in the chair in first class, and bam, it came through sign. 17.5 right there. Dang. Awesome. <laughs> Crazy good. That made my vacation better. Right, yeah. Even I was on my way home. Oh, okay, yeah. I was on my way back. <laughs> All that money you just spent is like, oh, I got it back right but now. I did a deal um, even right before that I did that week. I inked it uh, out there in Pooler in one of those DR Horton subdivisions. It was a deal fell through, a realtor deal. There, his buyer contacted me on some of my marketing. So I had to tell him I'm a licensed agent and I can't talk math with you because I'm a licensed agent, but I can talk to yours. And we got together. I seem to know the guy and um, the guy had already told me a lot of things and we put the deal together and um, I got the house for 190 and I'm supposed to close Monday, but I messed it up on the getting a document back, I guess, a roofer thing from the inspection, but we're closing Thursday and I sold for 255. Dang. Now, was that a deal or a no deal? Was that a wholesale? It's still a semi-quick flip because I, I, but I did close already. I closed on it, add a little cost to it, so right. You know, but it's still forty yeah. k. Yeah, I mean, well, I think that's a big wholetailing, right? Isn't that what they call that now? It's yeah. kind of it's been it's been gaining a whole bunch of steam. But prehab was before that. Yeah, yeah, it's always going to have a different name, yeah, right? Eventually, it'll be something absolutely. else. Whatever they want to call it, you know. Remember, I love that thing about Grant. Remember, Grant says, um. Hey, so he's all his buddies out there. He says, hey, man, I haven't seen you. seen you at the club lately. He says, hey, man, I haven't seen you at the bank. <laughs> so I need to get in the club because I've been to the bank a lot, but I need to go to the club. But I'm, I'm, I've been dieting. I lost about 12 pounds. I'm trying to get way lower. I think I'm going to make it. I'm very committed right now, so I want to be here for a minute, and uh, it's important. Yeah, the health is a big thing. It I've, is. It's, I think it's only good for society that that seems to be gaining speed, uh, traction. You know what I mean? Yes. Especially in the real estate world. It's no easy doubt. to get caught up like at your computer, at your desk or, you know what I mean, whatever, and doing numbers, running numbers. So that's why numbers. I still, I have people that do things for me, and, but I still, especially in, you know, other places, but I, um, I still go to appointments and stuff like that, and, you know, I'm teaching a couple others to do some appointments, and now we'll have about five Tossies out there before long, I hope, in the next six months, and, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Let me ask you this, um, besides Grant Cardone, what else, or who else are you listening to, to... <clears throat> So I do Darren Hardy. I told you that's something I, yeah. I, I've done a lot of his different courses and things too. The book I gave you, The Compound Effect, is, yeah. is major. It. It's amazing. Um, you know, various things find me. And there's also a lot of good um, training within a lot of the platforms that I'm involved in. It's taught me a tremendous amount um, of business, right? I mean, I was thinking like if I was me and had a business degree, it'd be dangerous, Right? Maybe because you should I hire somebody to, with a business degree. I do. I try to, <laughs> to do my books and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's got to be torture. Yeah. Because I'm, I move around. I mean, I've moved so much money off and on, I get fired from banks. Really? Oh, yeah. I kick you right out. 
get that letter, that algorithm rather, leather. You can't even call them or anything. Just say, look, you got to help your money out of here in 45 days. You know, don't call anybody. Don't do that. Do not pass go. Yeah. Twice. Once in COVID. What? It happened in COVID in March. I had to go move all the money to the Denver Bank and open them up in the drive-thru. And they did let me go in. I talked my way in and, you know, messed up with the plastic and all. And I got to get my paper signed and all. And then wired everything, you know. That's crazy. I know, right? We're going back. Okay, so besides Darren Hardy, who else? All right, so, um, you know, I always say, you know, I hit a little bit of the Bible and stuff. I go all the way back through that thing. I've been through that thing I'm, how many times? Um, but um, I have a tremendous library, man. I mean, of all these different books that I read of different people. You know, everything these guys do. Like, I've got every book that Grant writes for the most part. I've done all the Darren Hardy stuff that he has. Um you know, there's just many, but I, I don't really have one particular person that I follow when it comes to the reading part. I do a lot of audio that I get from, um, is it Audible? Yeah. So I have quite the library, right? Is, is there a book or podcast or audio book that, like, you listen to and ch- change everything besides the 10X rule? <clears throat> I can't say it's just one thing. Because remember, they nicknamed me the Sprinkler. So one thing, you're probably going to wonder, does he ever finish a book? <laughs> that might be a better question how many books have you finished What's... in farmer years ago nicknamed me the sprinkler <laughs> i've finished quite a few but i listen i finished more audio than i have anything else you know i'd have to check out my phone and see some of the stuff i have on here to give people a thrill but the library is deep you know yeah but it could be a reminder to me right now let's see what we got here i love audible shout out to audible too i'll plug them all day got it if it wasn't for them you know, I've been listening to what's kind of like, sometimes I'll do like entertainment, you know, not like over the board because I was like more so to learn about making money and stuff. It's called Talking With Goats. And I like bi- um, biographies, autobiographies too. Oh yeah, me too, yeah. Um, people too. Um, look at all the Grant Cardone stuff. This one guy has this book, it's called Fix This Next. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Mike, Michaelovitz, Michaelovitz. Okay. And it's, that is an incredible book. Fix This Next? You got to take a minute though because it, I mean, he's very instructive, you know? Yeah. Um, Tim Grover, man, you know, relentless. Oh yeah, Tim, yeah, up. relentless. Yeah, I've been through all that stuff right there. Look at all this. Um, I couldn't get into the Ron Hubbard thing. I tried. That's what Grant does, you know. Uh, yeah, I try. Yeah, there's another guy, uh, Zig Ziglar. I tried to get into so Zig Ziglar. Up on Zig. And, yeah, I'm but younger, but, you know, I like Zig. You got to circulate, percolate. <laughs> I love that dude. Like, he was amazing. It felt really '70s to me when I was listening to the book, probably because so, it. Is. Oh my gosh! So one of the things that I had when I first got into site sales that I found someone suggested to me, I wouldn't suggest this to everyone because you know it might not be even allowed this day. But his name is Jim Pickens. Jim Pickens. It was a two cassette kind of deal, and it was all these different closes. He talked about all the different types of people, their jobs, and everything else, and how to how to deal with them, how to close with them. And I'm telling you, dude, I I used some of it. Powerful. He's one of the first ones that came out with that thing. Hey, let me get you signed right here. Let me get you autographed. You know, all that corny <laughs> stuff. But it won't work on everybody. You know, I had people would come to the model home sometimes. This is no lie. And we didn't even have models. They were specking houses or I've got pre-solds going on. And um, they had no intention of buying a house. I'd sell them the same day. Same day. Dang, are they still own those houses? I had to write twice as many contracts. No, that, well, I saw something the other day. I had to write twice as many contracts as others because when they would come in, I'd write up a squirrel because I didn't sell other people's stuff. So when I captured them into the subdivision, you know, I held them to them until I wasn't letting go. I mean, I can be at 11 o'clock at night, you know, writing a contract, you know, picking a lot with a flashlight. When I got them, I kept them. I wore them down, man. <laughs> Do you ever think about becoming a car salesman? Uh, I flipped some cars before, but not, you know, not, not by 
you know, design. I mean, I just, you know, you have and I sold them. Yeah. When I had Tosser Grinder Realty on Montgomery Crossroads, um, Ed Hill, who's passed away, rest his soul, he, um, but he would let me, I rented from him and I just put on Montgomery Crossroads, like 60,000 cars a day. You could sell, just like flipping a house, you could sell 10 minutes, man. I mean, there's so many cars going by, you could sell anything you want. I should have kept them out there all the time, you know? But I didn't. Way more people own cars than rent than buy houses. I know. I got <laughs> friends of mine that do stuff like that and all. I, um, it's just not my thing. You yeah, know? no, I know. Yeah, and I like a little bigger play. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's all about what you're into, anyway, right? Like anybody could sell anything, really. Like you could become a battery salesman and make a ton of money. Yeah, and if that does it for you, I mean, it's good. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah you've yeah. done enough of it. You know, I mean, I know as Ray says you got to lay back on the net, but I, but I know in this business that I'm in, and um, at least the way I handle things, you know, I'm not saying it's 100 percent right. My money, a lot of my money goes right back in my business, man. You don't see me going out there buying boats, boats and plane. I'll just, I'd love to have a plane, but um, but I'm in the boat club, Freedom Boat Club. My buddy Tom, they're great people. You know, I don't want to own a boat. I have before. I traded a boat on that flip I made. On, I told you on La Roche Avenue. I bought for forty two from ITT. We rehabbed the house. I I flipped the house. The so the guy came to um, redo the septic field because it was something was backing up. We had this enormous fig tree, and it was like hardy. I'm like, wow. Well, it's sitting on top of the shitter. So I was like, oh, my gosh. He had to redo all the lines. I had a boat in the driveway, right, with a blue bag on it like everybody does. It needed some work. And he asked me, hey, man, what you going to do with that boat? I said, I hope I'm going to trade it to you with that damn septic tank job. Sure as enough, right then I signed that boat over to him. didn't cost me a dime. He drove right off, and I hope he enjoyed that thing. That's the last boat I ever owned. Do you ever see him riding? No, he, he owns coastal. He used to own coastal drainage. You know, septic dude. Yeah. But uh, Jerry, he's good, dude. I don't know what he did, but he, I'm sure it's trash by now. But I'm in the Freedom Boat Club. You can, they got any boats you want, brand spanking new. I heard a lot, a lot, few guys have come on the show that have been in the Freedom Boat Club. They love it. Don't have to take it home. Yeah. I it's like easy that. peasy. Just show up and drive, right? I know, right? Yeah. And they're all over. Right. Yeah. But we like traveling. We do all those kind of things, you know, and we love fixing our home up. And um, we live um, in a nice community. I like it. It's got a lot of golf going on. And, all the stuff and all the clubs and the restaurants. And I like all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I had the pleasure of living in the high rise on the way to, um, you know, Bull River Bridge. That's yeah. The high rise right there. We sold our house in Bewley after 20 years. My wife said I could. And um, after grace of God, 41 days, we were done. And I inked a, a lease there. We got to stay there about six years, which was cool. Reciprocity kicked in. I, I sold three units while I was in there as a realtor. Since I was in the building, I'm meeting all these people. I'm talking about it. I wasn't really listing houses, but they said, man, you know, all this building, you could talk to everybody. I want you to list it. You know they had friends that were realtors. I sold them myself. I sold one twice. $16,000 each side. <laughs> so it paid for I it. sold my bug man a house. It paid for yourself to be in there. <laughs> I always try to sell the tradespeople a house to get some of my money back. Yeah. I bought a lot from my mechanic and flipped it and made ten grand where they built the new Mark on Thunderbolt. Right behind it. Really? Get my money back. I imagine being in this for so many years, it's pretty crazy because you probably drive around town and you're just like, oh, yeah, I did this. Did like." And I see people all the time. This guy walked into um, the sushi place in Pooler. A couple, oh, our wife, my wife and I just got back from St. Pete. We came from the airport, went there to eat sushi. This guy walks over to me, looks at me, goes, you know me? I looked at him. I said, Mark Clayton. He lived, He bought a house on River Marsh. He's a dentist now in Huntsville. And he said, oh, my God, how do you remember that? I said, dude, are your eyes? You know, just different things. I blow my wife's mind all the time about that kind of stuff. We see people. There are times, obviously, you know, I go blank, too. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't say it's age. I just go blank. Or maybe I had a, you know, 
One too many hoo-hoos. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good martini down there. So, you know, I'm not going to lie. Let me ask you this. If you could, if you were looking at yourself day one right now, I guess it would be, let's just say day one, 2011. So I guess whenever you got back into it, when you got serious. Right on. Um, what advice would you give yourself? Um, I think that the main thing I would do, I, I do believe at this time, the where I'm, direction I'm moving, I think you do have to have a good, a good team. I'm not saying they have to be under your feet all the time, but as I grow my team now, I'm moving back the way I had a team before, but now I'm moving back towards that direction. Um, I think that's important in this day and age because there's no way you're going to, first off, a lot of people aren't wound up like me. So they can't do all as much as I do, but maybe they can. I, maybe I'm just not seeing it, but I don't believe so. And um, because I'm like a team of myself, but you got to be able to delegate. I'm pretty good about the delegating part, no doubt. I'm great negotiating, no question about it. I, I just I just think I'd have done it more, you know, truly. I, th- I think I would have implemented more and just got all in 100%, you know, right from the get-go. Like day one, you would have like subbed more out. Day one, I didn't do any work anyway. My, I subbed and my son did something. But um, <laughs> when he wanted to get into a couple with me. But I just mean, I would have put, I would have had more marketing in place. I would have trusted my marketing more. You know what I mean? And I would have been doing a whole lot more deals. I, I've, I've had it in me already how to do the math and, and how to do the hustle and, and, you know, and how to sell. You know, I was raised by salespeople, but, you know, once again, subliminal or however it may be. But I think in general of, of getting in the business, most people spend so much time getting ready, trying to get ready to get ready, they're never ready. They love to talk about that crap. I've been to Ria's, I've been to all that stuff, and God bless them. But man, it's exhausting. <laughs> you know, just going out there and get it. Do something. You know, it's, it, you know this wholesaling thing, like the courses people buy, it's, you know, education is awesome and stuff, but I think it's, it's so pie in the sky, you know, of you know, how quick they can make something happen. And if they did have quick success, you know, now do it again. Show me you do it again. Do it again, man. Right. Talk about it. Yeah. It's all good. But, I, you know, in general, I would like to have my real estate company and my flipping company and all in one, you know, inclusive. And then I would have grown both sides of that because I got a friend of mine that does that. And I think that's pretty electric. Um, it's a great because, you know, you're then you're like an amoeba. You know, you're buying and selling your own stuff, you know. Yeah. Kind of like creating a team and you sell your own houses to each other. And, you know, so if you had a team of wholesalers, it ought to be great. But I just I haven't really been impressed by the wholesaler pool out there. I haven't met one Tossie yet. I've tried. <laughs> I have tried. I know I've some tried. great wholesalers in this market. I, I haven't seen them. I've never. I've been doing this for thirty years, thirty years plus, and I've never, ever, 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 ever had one bring me a deal like a buy. I'm have one. to. I'm have to make some introductions. Not one. I, I welcome it. I'm try, it's not, I didn't try. It just it just hasn't happened, you know. <laughs> and there's a better way to do it in some regard. I think so. I'm about to show in just a minute. I hope if I put the program together. If I don't, it's shame on me. But I think there's a better way to 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 get a, a better pool of them and you know have them out there bringing deals. You want to do like education? Is that what? Nope. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. I just want to manage the system. Okay, I got you. I got you. No, I, I don't mind. Edu- I want to educate while we're doing the deals and things like that. I'm not going to go out there and like build courses and things like this point. My wife when we do it at some point, but I, it's, it's not me. I mean, I could I share enough already. I mean, but the hell with that book. The hell with that book, man. The business <laughs> is about math. It's a math business. Yeah. It's a math business. It is. 
and too many people do much too many much yourself do you do construction do you do all that stuff or well i have a background in construction yeah in fact right. that's kind of one of my biggest but you don't need to do it i mean but that's what probably it's a, it's honestly more of a hindrance than it is a help because it's easy to look at a job and be like well i can just jump in and just do that real quick or i can just jump over here and do that real it's quick the same thing with this marketing thing and all that by the time you teach somebody i already did it twice yeah, but I need to not. I, I'm trying not to be that way. It's, uh, I just actually one of my friends just put a great, great quote on Facebook, which is, um, "A lot of you are building businesses to have a job, and it shows." Right, but people yeah. built that. They've built that. I mean, I've heard it because you know, old as I am. Yeah, I've heard it all the way back to whatever. It's not like a new coin of phrase. Like this team thing with the realtors and all that kind of stuff. Dude, I was doing it in the '90s. You know what I'm saying? It's not new. I mean, somebody just took an idea, ten percent new. I mean, newer, and and took it to market, right? And, and um, Gary Keller, you know, amazing what he's done, you know, all that. Now everybody's copying them, EXP and everybody else coming Guess what, though? Gary Keller sits on the beach anytime he wants and dude, no problem. I know, I know. And so did the dude from Remax, too. And all those guys did. They were, who, you know, who was first? Who was first? I'm just saying, like, it is definitely better, in my opinion, I guess. It all depends on what your end goal is. But in my opinion and what I want to do, like, building out a team and just building the business from the beginning to not require me as much. Do you know that's, what I mean? That's astro flipping, though. We see that all over Facebook. They already did it. So, I mean, why didn't everybody just spend the money and buy that? Because they won't spend the money. <laughs> they, won't, they already got the whole thing put together for everybody. Yeah. But nobody goes spend the money. Why start from scratch? So, for, for what I do is I, you know, I, I'll pay for done for you. I'll pay for that stuff right there. So, that end game you're talking about, all this time I've spent with all this implementation stuff. Hopefully, at some point, like you're saying, I mean, you know, you can call it passive income. You can call it whatever. Yeah. You can call it now income. Where you can't take it with you no matter what. I don't care how passive Yeah, income. yeah. You know? Might as well enjoy that stuff today. But, I mean, yeah. I, just, I mean, like savings and all, that's a wonderful thing. It's true. I, I'm not against that whatsoever. And I definitely, like, but see, I don't hate what I do, so I'm not worried about that part. But that's I know true. I can't do everything forever. And I know I could do more through others. Right? Remember the whole thing? I'd rather have 80% of somebody than... Yeah, yeah. It's been around a long time. All this stuff people preaching out there and stuff. I've been listening to this crap since I was twenty, dude. I bought all that stuff, and it, that's what got me here. You know, say something new. You know, <laughs> I want to see something new. But you know, a lot of young people had the benefit of the internet, and that's 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 why they're where they're at. No offense. That's if they didn't. I mean, put them out there and do the work like all of us had to do back then. I'm not taking away. I wish I'd have had it too. It'd been different. What lesson do you feel like people should learn that you aren't seeing out there? Is there anything that you used to hear back in the day that they don't say anymore that you think that they should? Well, I trust you. <laughs> That's an easy one. Um, you know, when it comes to things like that, it's such a litigious society. You have to be, you know, on your game, right? Yeah. You know, we'd love to do the handshake thing and all that. And uh, I, I love your words, your bond, and all those kind of things. I, I do miss a lot of that old school kind of thing, but I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on it because you have to adapt to the times, you know. I, I prided myself on uh, being relevant, you know, I, I hope, you know, so I don't really want to, you know, go there in some respect that say one thing was better than the other. I, I really want to take advantage of what I have on, in front of me now and then wish to God I could see this 20 years from now because they're really going to have it made in some regard. But I think you can't replace anything with hard work of whatever kind it is. I think if you dig in and, and it's important to you, then you'll make it happen. You know, like there's no shortcut. Like it takes the hard work. If I die trying, if I didn't do it right, if I didn't, what may be that? Oh gosh, Tossie didn't do this or that. You know, whatever. You know, I'm doing it my way. I'm doing not best way, best way every day. You know, but I, I try. And I mean, once I walk out of here, I mean, I'm gonna have so much guilt. 
just for the sheer fact that I heard myself say what I said. <laughs> and I got to go make something happen. Yeah. You know, but, but I appreciate the opportunity. I think um, it's very nice of you, and I'm very honored that you would have me on here. I mean, truly am. And what anybody got out of it or not, I'm not sure, but they're welcome to contact me and, you know, if you want more relationship or learn about the business. But it's going to be my way. How do, um, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, so they can always reach me, um, drive by a billboard. Uh, I mean, <laughs> drive down are, victory. You'll get Tossie's number on that sign right there. Um, so, but I, actually that board moved. I got, you know, I got some permanents and then I got some rotators and we're about to drop some in another market right now just to, you know, everybody, Oh my, my God, what's that mean? What they, who is that? Is it a woman? They think it's a woman when they call me sometimes. Really? Tossie? Yeah. Yeah. They do. The IE, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, all the time. Maybe it's just because I've always kind of known who you are through Facebook that I like. Or, you know, I've always if known about you. They don't go there you. first. You always check people Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. You know, we do what we do. Yeah. You know, just to kind of get... Yeah. You, know, I mean, you don't we're, go there and say, oh, that's why I go on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, God, you get good at research when you're... ugly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> but I'm guessing, so Facebook's a good way to get a hold of you. Tossie Griner. They can always, because I'm in all those groups, you know, and you can go to Tossie Buys Houses, and you can always message me through there as well anytime. Which is TossieBuysHouses.com? Uh, that's my website. Okay. Right. It'll lead you. Um, but I have a lot of landing pages like anybody else would, right? And then some. Um, but, you know, it, as far as like any, I have a lot of marketing numbers. But it's always going to be pointed towards myself or one of my team members, you know? Because it's got the tag effect, you know? And it's always about that. It's always tag. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, man. And yeah, I appreciate uh, it. Uh, well, I guess we'll see you next time. Yep. And we get more in depth at some point if we come back and do whatever. Maybe we got a, something we could share that would be more beneficial to them when it comes to how they move their business forward. You know, but I would say yeah. to educate yourself. And uh, and then, you know, th there's no bad CRM out there. There's no bad marketing effort when it comes to flipping houses. Uh, I think you got to test. I do it all the time. Uh, yes, it does cost money because we said what? Cost is an issue in the absence of value. Right. Spend money on yourself. That's what you got to do. Spend money on yourself. If you, Grant tells you all the time that money will get bored. It'll go, it'll go somewhere else. So use it. That's what I believe, too. Not just because of him. That's my life, you know. That's a good note to end on. Thanks, man. Thank you, buddy. Take it easy. My pleasure. <laughs> hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening this week. If uh, you want to show some support, please head on over to mpgpodcast.com. Check out the awesome merch we have on there. Um, and also subscribe and comment wherever you listen to this. Uh, that does a huge things for pushing us up on the algorithm, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, whatever it is, whatever platform you use, go right now, go subscribe, go comment, help push us up, and also please share us on your social media. Um, the more listens we get, the more I can bring, uh, more guests I can bring in, the more value I can bring you guys, so... Thanks so much. It's a total team effort. I appreciate all the support and uh, I hope you all have a great week. See you guys next week. Mm -hmm.